the next time, probably that very week, went to coffee, and I threw it out to the ladies. And I said, here's, here's the deal. And you want to talk about a God thing. It was everybody jumped at it. Instantly. Instantly. And the the idea started flying. Hello, this is Pastor John. And this is Pastor Tim. And this is the Every Moment His podcast. And today we are talking about the theme of uh, serving God in the church. And we have two special guests with us. Uh, How about you go ahead and introduce yourselves? Um, I'm Joyce Liskey, and I have been, or we have been a member here since I think about 1990. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm retired. I worked at the hospital. I was volunteer coordinator for 25 years, mm-hmm. and have been retired now for several years, and um, just managing to stay quite busy. Yeah. Okay. So. That sounds like volunteer coordinating probably kept you pretty busy too. Major. Yeah. <laughs> oh my. Yes, it was wonderful, though. And I'm Sandy Bramer. Uh, we moved here in 2003. Our, a couple of our daughters went to school at UNK, so we were already familiar with Holy Cross, and we would come here and worship with them. So it, we, were just, we felt like we were members right away. Um, and I'm one of those people that like to get involved with things, so that's kind of, I just try to be really involved mm-hmm. with Holy Cross. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Good. Now, you are, uh, you're part of a coffee group here at Holy Cross. In fact, the coffee group referenced in the sermon, and that's why we have you on today. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, the coffee, coffee group. The coffee yes, group. Uh, referenced <laughs> yes. in the sermon about service uh, and uh, the, the ministry that you all have over to, uh, to Brookdale Northridge. Uh, so we're going to talk a little bit about that. Uh, how did you all figure out who was going to come on the on the show today? Because it, it's a fairly, you've got <laughs> more than the two of you in the group. Did you uh, cast lots? Did you? Uh, we were nominated. <laughs> there was no question. It's like, well, Sandy and Joyce, you'll go. And we said, okay. <laughs> okay so here we are. Here we are. <laughs> you, were, you were voluntold, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, actually, well, you can tell the story of how we kind of got started, and then you'll see how it all evolved. But before we do that, we have, a, we have to ask some coffee questions. Okay. okay. Yeah. Because you're part of a coffee group. Right. And <laughs> coffee is an important thing, especially for Pastor Tim and I. Um, I sadly, <laughs> you have a coffee joke today. So. Yeah, sadly. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I give you a hard time about that. Go ahead. It's just okay. It's give right. us the coffee joke. Right, it might be right. good. Well, let's hope. Yeah. I'll give it a rating between Maxwell House and Starbucks. Yeah. So why did the hipster burn his tongue? Why? Because he drank his coffee before it was cool. Oh. Oh, Oh, that's pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) There's layers of uh, (laughs) humor there. That's very good. That is good. (laughs) I like that. (laughs) Thank thank you. I'm not just saying that. I know. (laughs) Good. Okay. Well, so uh, what kind of coffee do you drink at this coffee group? Everybody brings their own. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh. So um, I'm a person that has to drive through McDonald's and get my coffee at McDonald's. <laughs> all right. I love McDonald's coffee. And hey, <laughs> they've got pretty good coffee. They do. All things considered. Yeah. Human's own. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's a dollar, right? Right. Any size. Yeah. So and it's if good you're value. a senior, it's even cheaper. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I know that. Now, now, here's a question. You drink it black, cream. Black. 
that's the way to do it. Mm -hmm. All right. How about you, Joyce? I am black and strong. Black and strong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Sandy is the opposite of that, if I recall. Um, but I have a little story on my husband. We were married for over 20 years before he admitted that he didn't like my coffee. <laughs> <laughs> because years ago, I made it so weak. Mm -hmm. And he didn't like it, but he never said anything. And when Good I started drinking wow, strong 20 coffee. 20 years of coffee. <laughs> he's a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Speaks to his character. Oh, my gosh. Highly, yeah. And then Patience. when I started to like strong coffee, he's going... And I made it stronger. He said, this is really good coffee. And then the story came out, and I'm going, oh, my gosh. Who knew? <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. Now, are you behind Sandy in the drive-thru at McDonald's? Oh, or do no. you go someplace I else? I make my own. You make your own. And bring it, yeah. Now, do you have a Keurig? Do you have a drip pot? All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> is there a certain brand of coffee that you're partial to? Actually, I'm not a Starbucks. It's too smoky, too yeah, bitter bit or burnt. whatever. Right now, I'm on Seattle's Best. Okay. <laughs> Um, cool, straight out of Seattle. Yeah. 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 Imported. So <laughs> <laughs> I think it's great to hear that you both drink your coffee the right way, which is black, black. nothing <laughs> in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although I do have to admit that sometimes I will put cream in my coffee if it's the afternoon mm. and I've already had a little bit of coffee in the morning. Mm -hmm. So I went to Scooters yesterday. It was National Coffee Day. Yes, it was. I got my free coffee. It was a dark roast. I said, could I have some cream in it? But you can't put sugar in coffee. Uh-uh. That's oh an gosh. abomination. <laughs> Except for uh, espresso. Okay. It's, it's kind of a, uh, a snobby thing to do, but it's, it's acceptable to put a little bit of sugar in your espresso. Yeah. I always, always drink black coffee, usually. And I, um, I have a certain place I go in town. I don't want to incriminate anyone here, but uh, there's a certain place I go in town, and I go there a lot, and I just say... I'll have a coffee, and it's the same person every time taking my order, and they always ask me two or three times if I want cream. Hmm. And so it's like they ask, and do you want cream or black? I say, black like my heart. And I say <laughs> stuff like that so they'll remember. <laughs> but, <laughs> but she, and then she says, well, okay, and then she goes to start filling up, and she said, did you want any, any creamer in it? And I just want to say, no, lady, oh. no, I want it black. Oh. But it's, it's okay. I just want, it's been like maybe 20 times wow. yeah. that I've been there. Or maybe not, that, maybe 15 or something. You know, there was wow. a thing in New England where, <laughs> okay, Dunkin' Donuts is kind of like in Nebraska, if somebody asks you if you want a beer, what they really mean is, do you want a bush light? Yeah. <laughs> and in, in, in New England, the question is, do you want a coffee? What they really mean is, do you want a Dunkin' Donuts? And when you go there, they say, if you say, I want a coffee regular, I think that means black coffee, right. but there, the first time I asked for a coffee regular, I got cream and sugar. One and one. Bad stuff. Man. <laughs> but do they okay. say, uh, if you ordered a double-double, do, do you know that language? Don't know that language. So is this that is a Canadian, Canadian thing? Tim Hortons language. Okay. okay. So Tim Hortons is everywhere, right. coffee franchise. And uh, if you go and you order a double-double, it'll be two creams, two sugars. Oh. oh. And yeah, regular is one and one. That but a double-double, yeah, it is awful. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> moving on. It's kind of like sweet tea in the South. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I, okay. As, as we took a look at Acts chapter 6, uh, the key theme of the sermon was that the Holy Spirit is at work in the people of God to do the work of God. 
And we were looking at two different ways of doing ministry. One way of doing ministry is the, the pastors or the ministry staff, they do everything and we just applaud or throw tomatoes, one of the two. <laughs> and then we saw in Acts chapter six that the church was growing and when the church was growing, some, dr- some balls were dropped and some complaints arose, that, that happens. And rather than have the apostles take on that responsibility, uh, the apostles gave that responsibility to some trusted people in the church. And so really in the sermon, we were talking about the opportunity that every member of the body of Christ has as an essential member to use their gifts uh, to serve both the body of Christ to strengthen it and also to serve the world. And, you know, we're always serving the world in our vocations, whatever our jobs are, being a parent, being a a spouse, a neighbor. But we do have this service in the church where the work of God is not just the, uh, the property of, of say those who are are ordained. The clergy. It's, it's all of our deal. (laughs) So that, that brought in that story about the coffee group and how that's been such a huge blessing to us <coughs> as pastors as we care for the, the, the nursing home residents. So we'll go back and just start with uh, how did your coffee group form? Okay, so when we first moved here, I didn't really know a lot of people. And as we kept coming to church, I kept meeting more people. Uh, and as time went, I still didn't have anybody to go to coffee with. Mm-hmm. I was going to Bible studies. I was belonging to LWML, but I still didn't have anybody to go to coffee with. Mm. So I uh, talked to Michelle, and we just kind of said, what about all the new members? What, they got to feel the same way I feel, that we don't have any place to have coffee mm-hmm. with somebody. <clears throat> and so we then, Michelle and I, got together with another, some of my Bible study people, and said, let's all meet at Panabella for coffee. Well, we got a few people came, but then as we didn't get anybody coming, we just started inviting people who mm-hmm. we who we did know and it just kept growing mm. and growing. <laughs> and yeah. people retire. She knew somebody that retired, so Joyce invited them to coffee and so now we're up to about 16 to 20 ladies <laughs> come for coffee. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Wow, great! And you know, it's it from what I know about your group. It's not just coffee, right? It's like right. it's. I mean, coffee in itself is good, but coffee is the medium by which you're able to have some fellowship together to encourage each other exactly. as Christians, to not just get get in and get out with church. You know, sometimes people will do that. They'll they'll come to church. Uh, I get my <laughs> dose of of what I need, and then I'm out. But this idea of during the week, we we do life together, mm-hmm. that we share mm-hmm. burdens with each other, we pray for each other, we're in the Word. Um, yeah, cool stuff. Well, and that's where Northridge came in. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll give you the short version. Uh, both of our moms were at Northridge for several years. Mm. And so um, one day I'm in the lobby, and one of my volunteers from the hospital that I'd known for years stopped me and she said, did you know that some of your people, meaning our Lutheran people over there, are going to our church on our bus? And she said, I don't mind that. But she said, 
they just want to go and have a church service. Mm-hmm. And she said, maybe you should consider a bus. And I went, well, that's probably mm. not going to happen. <laughs> but yeah, anyway, yeah. so the next time, w- th- probably that very week, went to coffee, and I threw it out to the ladies. And I said, here's, here's the deal. And you want to talk about a God thing. It was everybody jumped at it. Hmm. Instantly. And instantly. And the the ideas started flying. And mm. it's like, okay, wait, you know, <laughs> let's, if we get permission from Northridge, I mean, we couldn't, that was a start. And so called Northridge, and yes, we could have the, reserve the chapel once a month. And they gave us this, um, <coughs> excuse me, sunroom once a month. And, um, and Pastor Dooley then committed to, he had the third Thursday off, and so great. So we had him lined up. We had the chapel. And so then it's like, what are we ladies? What part are we going to have of this? And that's when we decided to do our own devotion and invite those people <laughs> to, yeah, our, yeah. <laughs> to our devotion. And so that's when we just started talking at the table, and not everybody is comfortable doing a devotion. Not everybody was even comfortable or chose to go to Northridge. That was fine. But um, so between people volunteering for devotions and we all take cookies and coffee and whatever. Coffee. Coffee. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, So we, um, it was, it was, it took a while to organize this and get all of the people involved. And um, anyway, we got it. We got it organized and had started having our devotions and and church. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, as much as they liked our devotion part, chapel was and communion mm-hmm. were so special for these people. Mm-hmm. They would do everything. They would change doctor's appointments if they could, so mm-hmm. that they would not miss mm-hmm. church. Wow! And yeah. that's how important it was. Um, I remember, go ahead. My mom um, was Lutheran. (laughs) She got in the elevator and (laughs) some lady right away said to my mom, I didn't know you were Lutheran. (laughs) Like they were going to the same place. And it was just like, (laughs) then they made this connection. And so it was so neat that they just... (laughs) When we first started, well, the maximum amount of people we had, we figured was maybe around 24 residents that came Mm -hmm. and they didn't all know each other and Mm. so we would have them at tables and it was pretty quiet and and after our devotion then we would sit and have coffee with them and but as time progressed fast forward to now it's just chatter I mean (laughs) it's like sometimes we start cleaning up because we have to get home and (laughs) I mean they would keep having coffee (laughs) they don't yeah Yeah. and um so it has it has just been wonderful for them also Mm -hmm. and for us I mean and it's like a small town there because when my (coughs) mom moved in there was about 150 people that lived there Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there is no way unless you're in the dining room with somebody that you even know who they are so it was a quite the opening for them mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. communicate with each other and mm-hmm. talk to each other about mm-hmm. coming on to go to communion. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would tell each other, don't forget. And you know, unfortunately, it's all HIPAA, and I understand that. Um, but there might be people there 
that we don't know, you mm. know. Like in the beginning, Pastor Dooley knew who, who was there. Um, but we had had, and they're since gone, uh, two or three people that were great ambassadors for us, you know, and yeah. they, would, they would invite yeah. them in, yeah. you know. And right now we don't have that. Um, yeah. Well, and we also have the challenge now of that we, we, we can't do that communion service there right now. Right. Exactly. I mean, we're just right. getting to the point where hopefully we can do individual visits, but, mm -hmm. um, and that goes back and forth, you know, because mm -hmm. if somebody tests positive, then yeah. you take yep. steps right. backwards. Yeah, but, right. um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, such a neat God thing. Yeah. Where you have all these people who, mm -hmm. you know, one way of doing ministry would be like, let's just have the pastors and elders go visit. And I mean, that's a couple afternoons right there. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, really, uh, I mean, yeah. Or and that weighs on pastors, too, to know that we sure. have people in nursing homes and who are shut in, who have not been visited. That weighs on us, on mm -hmm. our consciences. But it's also a it's it needs to be a shared thing yeah. because mm -hmm. we are all the body of Christ and we can all visit and we can all bring God's word. I um, think we were surprised at the outreach that we had. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That just even like we had one lady when her daughter she would come to visit, she'd make sure the daughter came with her. I yeah. mean, mm -hmm. it was just, and they were just like, this is so neat that you do this for our parents. Mm. And just, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. we, yeah, it's so good. Joyce and I volunteer for a lot of things, and we said that is one of our favorite places to volunteer. Without um, a doubt. Without yeah. a doubt. It's so interesting. So I see so many good things happening with this. You know, like uh, one is that it, it relieves pastors as far as um, getting to each one of these people. And even yes. trying to find people. Yes. Yeah, because yeah. you could have even said, hey, I'm going to coordinate for the pastor. Right. And that that in itself would be helpful, but you yourselves are doing the ministry and um it makes me think of you know in the book of ephesians it says that pastors build up the body of christ for the work of the ministry you know so that we are equippers right. and then the people of god are actually to be doing the ministry mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. that includes you know sharing god's word and, and getting people together but I, I see that aspect of it also a way that maybe people who aren't comfortable with leading a Bible study, maybe after six months they are mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they see it enough. Okay. That wasn't too scary. Nobody yeah. got angry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, no one, no one threw their plate at me or right. coffee at me. So yeah. it's kind of uh, like training wheels. Right? Yeah. Like so you, you get, get a in there, environment. get to know the people. And we did and very simple things. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I mean, a couple, uh, not a couple times, but I've used like portals of prayer because uh -huh. they'll have some great little story and then you'll have somebody say, oh, I just read that. I'm like, yes, it was All in right. the Portals of Prayer. Good. <laughs> and <laughs> you're cheating, but <laughs> and we it's only, a good source. Know, our devotions are only like 10 or 15 minutes usually. Yeah. And um, we try to incorporate them too. I mean, if you can get them talking, I mean, they, then they start sharing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you told me that you had a couple of residents who, who shared their pro they did the program. I they, mean, yeah. Yeah. they shared some life experiences, and mm -hmm. um, it's just all been such a good thing for yeah. all of us. I mean, it's I, just I've been thought before that you know we we don't have in mind um, always that 
uh, like who we should be outreaching to or who like where's the fertile fields of uh, the gospel right now. But if you think about these places, you know, these people are rather detached, you know, and they're they're towards the end of their life. Um, and that's a reality, you know, mm-hmm. um, they're also kind of lonely and it's like, but they're also concentrated. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, what, if we thought about these places as mission fields in particular, like let's not necessarily send a missionary to Costa Rica or Africa or, you know, or South America, but what if we thought about, um, you know, apartment complexes and mm-hmm. places like this as mission fields, because I promise you, these people need to be connected to Christ. Mm-hmm. Some of them aren't, you know, some of mm-hmm. them need connection, human connection in general. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also some may not even be, know, know the Lord. They might not have faith. Uh, but what a, what a great opportunity to say, well, why don't you just come along and, and listen? Mm-hmm. It's very non-threatening. You're bored anyway. <laughs> this is a great opportunity, you know. Yeah. You like coffee? Well, me too, you know. Yeah. So I think it's yeah. such a great opportunity just to say let's let's share life together and let's share the gospel together Mm -hmm. and maybe that people could even come to faith in in places like this i remember the first time i I showed up you know i was relatively new here and and uh, the idea of what you were doing sounded great i'm like hey this is neat but then when i showed up and i saw it i experienced it you know as sometimes as pastors you get used to having to do a lot of the the prep work, you know, like setting up the tables or uh, things like that. Uh, I have, and, and so I show up and, and there are people that aren't there yet. And I think, are you in charge, Joyce, of finding the people well, and I, the I, residents? <laughs> You're I, kind I, of I, the... Well, you yes, I mean, everybody helps, but I, yeah. I kind of know where, who needs maybe a little assistance and who, uh-huh. who maybe needs an extra call. Extra call. And well, it was so neat because I think of, you know, what Jesus says. He's the good shepherd and he knows his own. Yeah. And it's <laughs> neat when you have the, the body of Christ, you know those people mm-hmm. and, and you go and find them and bring them. Mm-hmm. And then we're all together. And, and as a pastor, I just show up and, mm-hmm. you know, sing some songs. Mm-hmm preach a sermon, have the Lord's Supper. Mm-hmm. It's like we're having church, basically. And yeah, yeah, it is. And, yeah, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah, really neat. Yes. And I mean, it is really neat because you do learn who needs to be called again at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Because they <laughs> yeah. maybe forgot or took a nap or, or they just can't remember. But it means so much for them just to get there. They're so in the mm-hmm. presence mm-hmm. time. I mean, when it's during that sermon, I mean, they're just there and they're singing and mm-hmm. I mean, it's very important to them. So yeah, because a lot of those residents have have never not been in church. Right. right I mean, right. they grew up in the church. Mm-hmm. They uh, they were involved in LWML. They were in everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden you have a like a, a health crisis and then you you go to a, an assisted living center right. and all of a sudden yeah. there's there's no church. Right. I mean. And, and that I imagine that's that's really difficult. And so for us to be able to to be there right now, we can only be there on yeah. on TV, you know, right. but but that oh, is that wonderful. So yeah. that much. Is wonderful. We make rounds, c- phone calls during this oh, good. during this covid thing. Yeah. And stay in touch with them. And they are so appreciative of of the Sunday mornings. Oh, my word. Hmm. I mean, that's about the best thing. 
Yeah, even like, you know, a ministry of phone calls, I think, is important right now. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, just absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, just if calling people, even if they're not in assisted living, but maybe at any stage of life, we mm -hmm. have people in the church who, you know, the, and the pastors and the ministry staff, we, we, we can't, we don't have the time mm -hmm. just to make all those phone calls. Mm -hmm. But what if, like, everybody in the church did maybe two or three? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That would really strengthen the body of Christ, mm -hmm. I think. Well, going back to our Friday morning coffee group, that is one thing that we set started out right away. Really, no gossiping. Uh, we are here mm -hmm. to for fellowship. And then our other thing that we always bring up is who needs prayers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we have learned through that, uh, the outreach on that, mm -hmm. and the prayers that have been said for our family members, our friends, um, and just, again, um, we send cards to people that we know are sick or having a birthday um, that aren't in our coffee group that are in church. Yeah. And so it's, mm -hmm. we try to outreach as much as we can right. to others. Hmm. When you're talking about, you know, helping take responsibility for staying in touch with everybody, um, when our coffee group grew to the point, it was just getting so big, and you lose cohesiveness if you mm -hmm. get too big. And Sandy and I, <laughs> Sandy and I, <laughs> felt we must have had a conversation and um, knew that if we could get more coffee groups going so that they could have what we have. So we, we mm -hmm. went into Michelle, and um, she sent out an email to Everybody over 50, I'm going to say. <laughs> That's where we started. That's where we started. <laughs> and just, you know, she just threw out, we were going to have a meeting. And if you're interested, you know, here's what it's all about. And we did have a few that came. And one group has started uh, right during, I mean, right before COVID. So it was, mm -hmm. you know, bad timing. But I do think there's still... Well, I don't know for sure. Well, if they're I, I still saw a able big group that was meeting out in lawn chairs. That, that was us. us. Oh, that was you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. Friday, right? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. The other group meets on Tuesday, I think. But I there think was another group that met over at Family Fresh and got the... That was us. That's you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when they kick us out, we... No. All right, all right. <laughs> we couldn't no. meet there because of COVID. Yeah, we yeah. had to leave. We, our group was too big. <laughs> We were over the amount. You were yeah. over 10, so. <laughs> over 10. Oh, we've okay. been a few, we've been to the hospital. <laughs> we've been, yeah. to, we've been around. Were, we, you, were you guys doing the tailgate setup? Uh, yeah. In so the parking lot this, yeah, su this yeah, summer? Yeah, You'd yeah, all back, yeah, your, back yeah. your SUVs up, yeah, your cars yeah, up, and yeah. sit in the back of your. That was yeah. us too. Okay. okay. <laughs> that makes it sound yeah. pretty desperate. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a great idea. But the idea of fun. just getting more groups of people, yes. smaller groups of Christians. I mean, that's a, that's something that uh, Pastor Tim and I and, and, and Spencer, you know, we just, we, as, and really our whole staff, we just want small groups, life groups to be what we do as a church. And it's going to take some time for us to get the organizational structure, mm -hmm. you know, to, to, to be where we need to be. But, but nothing is stopping Christians Mm -hmm. in the church from meeting together, right. loving each other, sharing life together, mm -hmm. being in the word. Mm -hmm. In fact, that's why we put together those, those questions on the new bulletin format, those mm -hmm. three to four questions for small groups and families. 
because we're all isolated to some extent right mm-hmm, now. Mm-hmm. If we can hear the word of God preached and then we can break in smaller groups right. around the dinner table or yeah. coffee and even, just talk about it. Even on the way it. home. And honestly, there's only so much that a sermon can do. I think the real transformation happens in our lives where we experience God's word, not just in the sermon, but in a smaller group of Christians that we're, mm-hmm. we're sharing the Christian right. life with. Well, and I think, too, that um, when you are able to discuss sermons or just God's word in a group or just with anybody, it just becomes it's not an idea anymore. You know, right. mm-hmm. you bring it out of the kind of conceptual land and then into um, a relationship, you know, and like some reality. And then you start. I think there's kind of a natural flow that, you know, as you are together not to gossip, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. But you're yeah. together to build each other up in Christ <clears throat> right. and to pray for one another. Right. I'm sure that your group has become pretty tight. Oh yes, we have. Yeah, yes. we definitely. And have. then from that came energy and a stability that you could then serve others from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think there's kind of a natural progression that okay, mm-hmm. now we we know each other, we trust each other, we support each other, and now what else can we do? You know, we almost have a surplus that we can use to help other people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and Sandy and I had told Michelle um, prior to this COVID thing that we would be willing to, she was going to send out another email because at the time when we got the first group or the next group going, there were people that were interested, but the timing wasn't right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, to periodically do this and Sandy and I said we'd be happy to go help set it up and just kind of explain the process and then they take it from there and after they get a feel for their little group you know they can decide it could be visiting another facility or mm-hmm. they can have who knows make uh, phone calls oh, I mean yeah. there's so, the, yeah. the, the ideas I mean, are they endless. could even adopt right. our confirmation students right. And, right and write them words of encouragement or maybe come to confirmation just be there to <coughs> learn mm-hmm. yep. uh, I mean I could see all kinds of ways that we could uh, just adopt ministries adopt works of service mm-hmm. uh, to just love people and you know I think another aspect of it is this is um let's say god forbid but let's say that somebody in your coffee group uh is in the hospital i think that the the one way of doing ministry is that the first thing we need to do is call the pastor and make sure the pastor's there and and make sure the pastor visits and and that is part of the pastoral call is that, is that we're called to care for those when they're in those crisis moments mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. but I don't think there's anything in scripture that says that that ministry of visitation rests entirely upon the pastors, but rather it's something that we do together. So if somebody was in your coffee group and went to the hospital, I think pre-COVID, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Right. Um, You know, I'm sure that not only would you be praying, but you would be there. We would, yeah. Oh, definitely. And so once again, it's kind of like uh, Brookdale, Northridge, uh, that are the pastors dropping in? Yeah, we have a communion service. Um, but are you ministering? Yeah, you do devotions, you gather them together, you have coffee. Right. Same thing with if somebody has a crisis moment in their life, maybe their marriage is struggling, or maybe they're having mm-hmm. struggles with their kids, or maybe they've got an illness. 
it doesn't then fall all on the pastors or the ministry staff. It's a shared burden. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think that sometimes, and I think you, you'd agree with me, Pastor Tim, that sometimes we'll, we'll experience that people who are maybe like kind of marginally connected to the church will go through crisis. Mm-hmm. And when they do that, they don't have anybody around them. Right. Except mm-hmm. for the pastors. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, too, um, if you think about what happens with a group like this when we start to, to love one another, right. you know, and you're connected in that way, um, then it just becomes energizing. But also, yeah, like it's actually a little bit hard for a new pastor to visit someone um, cold. Right. You know, it's like, hey, I, you know, I'm here. I have, you know, maybe a couple months to live. And mm-hmm. it's actually a really hard time to meet somebody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's a lot of work. You know, I remember when even when someone would go along with me say, saying, hey, I have a friend who's real sick or something. Can you go visit? And I would say, let's go visit together because then you can say, you know, this right. young man is not my grandson. It's the pastor, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. we can talk about those real things. Mm-hmm. But it, it, to have that bridge, right. you know, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, pastors are willing to go and, and talk about the word of God and especially bring it. But it, it's more meaningful when it's in the context of a loving relationship, mm-hmm. which you can't just materialize right. out of nowhere. Right. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Cool. So as we think about the future of Holy Cross in the sermon, I mentioned that, you know, as we think and pray and plan for the future, one of my hopes is just more of this, right? Mm-hmm. That we just have more of this, more of the body caring for the other members, more of us taking the initiative to see a need and meet a need, uh, you know, not just seeing a complaint, but being part of the solution to a problem. Uh, I really think that's the way forward for us as a church, for us to be healthy and thriving is for us to be very intentional about everybody's a member, everybody's essential, mm-hmm. everybody's got a role. And granted, there's going to be seasons in life where like you're tired parents, right? R- right, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, absolutely. But still, you need people who are other tired parents who can be kind of in your, in your arena, right. who can... <laughs> Who right. can commiserate. say, hey, I'll watch yeah. your kids while yeah. you go on a date. And yeah, commiserate. Uh, <laughs> right. Or we, bring need a, we need a rent-a-grandma program, <laughs> you know? Uh, I <laughs> think, Sadie's thinking about it. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, so, so maybe just talk about the, the future of, of Holy Cross and what you're already doing here with your coffee group. And one of my suggestions, and I don't, is, okay, like all the new members on the board. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know that I know any of them, mm-hmm. and I feel sorry for them because they don't know it. They don't know this part of it. And again, mm-hmm. we're learning through the podcast that what's all happening at Holy Cross, mm-hmm. which is awesome. But I would love for there to be something that this family gets connected with these three people, or mm-hmm. just to mm-hmm. yeah. Let's let's talk. Let's talk after <laughs> this. Yeah, yeah. I'm ac- actually trying to create something just like that okay. uh, for kind of an ongoing connection mm-hmm. for folks to not only know the group that they went through and the pastor, right? But to get connected to people in the church, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that's a part of the task. Because mm-hmm. I think we've both had this experience in past ministry years of where 
you know, we as the pastor will take somebody through a new members class. We'll go over the basics of the Christian faith. Maybe that person even gets baptized and, and they come into the church, but then you're the only person they know. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And really you want to get them connected with other people mm-hmm. who will mm-hmm. be a connection, who will love them, who will welcome them into community. Uh, that's something and that we want to look towards. Yeah, I think especially at a church uh, the, the size of Holy Cross. Right. Mm-hmm. I think there's a weird dynamic where you come into the, the building and you think, is that a new person or not? Maybe right. that person's been here for 20 years and I've just exactly. never see, talked mm-hmm. to them. And so you don't know who's new and who's not. And so that just creates a little bit of an awkward dynamic. Mm-hmm. Especially if you s- introduce yourself and they'll say, well, mm-hmm. I've been here for, <laughs> I don't know, oh. yeah. and that has happened. And then years, I think people yeah. shy away then mm-hmm. from maybe being quite so assertive, you know, yeah. and it's uncomfortable when you do that. But. Well, especially if that person's like godparent to your children or something. <laughs> that's really bad. Oh, man. That's bad. Forgot your name? Oh, <laughs> sorry yeah. about that. <laughs> so, so maybe uh, a commercial here maybe for, for hey, if, uh, if you want to get in a group, I mean, let's talk. Yeah. Yes. yeah I mean, absolutely. We don't, we don't necessarily have a formal structure for small groups, life groups yet. We're working on that. We have some that already exist mm-hmm. and that meet. And, uh, but that's just something we want to do in the future. And so, you know, if you're listening to this and you're like, you know, I need community, call us up. We'll mm-hmm. make it happen. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and there's nothing stopping God's people from saying, you know what? I've got a couple of Holy Cross members in my neighborhood. Let's get together on Friday nights to mm-hmm. sit yeah. around the, the fire in the backyard. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's just be connected and. And, and I, I think there's a certain <coughs> number of people in our congregation who like, this is their MO. You know, like, this is who they are. They're just connectors. Yeah. And they, like, I would just encourage those people, like, invest in someone at the church. Like, just say, you know, hey, you, I don't know you. Let's get lunch or something. Or mm-hmm. I'll take your family to lunch and we can just talk and get to know each other. Because I do think that it takes this in, um, initiative. You know, someone has to have some initiative. There has to be a connector. Mm-hmm. And I think, is, and that's what you're talking about. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm recruiting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Well, this has been fun. Yeah, uh, it's it been has fun. been. Yes. Uh, you, you're naturals on the podcast. <laughs> That's right. Wow. <laughs> we're you, talkers. You were nervous. You, you ought to sit nervous. at the table on f- Friday morning. And this was, you guys are not caffeinated right now, are you? We're, no, not over. Well, not since morning. <laughs> <laughs> no. I had a uh, I had some coffee this morning with you, Pastor Tim, yep. at a local coffee establishment. I don't know if it's the same it's one. Not, <laughs> it's so not. So it's not Kits. Okay. Kits Coffee here in Carney. All right. So they're flawless in their service. Yeah, wow. They are. <laughs> they, uh, um, that coffee's strong. Like I had an Americano, mm-hmm. and I felt kind of electric. You know, mm-hmm. like I want to crawl out of my skin a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's Get not the the, uh, the normal. <laughs> Starbucks brew I make in my, my kitchen. But no. Uh, <laughs> Gets yeah. you moving. Yeah. But we've learned that the, the key with coffee is you can't make it with Carney tap water. Oh. oh. No offense, Carney. Sorry, yeah. Carney. Oh. Utilities department. But I don't like <laughs> limestone in my coffee. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So well, I guess I use filtered water. I, I do, too. You I gotta, use you filtered. You got to do that. That's yeah. where it's at. Yeah. 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 I tell you what, to end... Can I pray sure. yes, for please. everyone? And Great. then if you're, if you're on the podcast, pray along with us. Lord, we thank you for uh, just this, this coffee group, these ladies who have 
uh, been drawn together by your spirit and your word and that their, their willingness to, to see a need and meet a need. We pray, Lord, for everyone who's not connected in the church in this way, that you continue to move among us. Uh, knit us together, Lord, in, as your body, your people, and cause us to be um, just a, a wonderful witness to your great love and your great mercy for this world. So we, we pray these things in Jesus, his holy name. Amen. 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 Amen.